This is the true story. True story. About no one major who rents a room in a house. Can't rub two nickels together. <clears throat> and chose to have his life taped. Why? Find out what happens when he stops speaking logically. What? <laughs> and says something stupid. This. What is this? This is the Pound Take Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pound Cake Podcast. I am your host, Pound Cake, and I have a great show for you today. First off, I want to say sorry for the delay. Uh, as I explained on the show earlier today, if you were listening, my roommate had a date come over last night. Last minute, I'm sure they were probably talking on Tinder or texting or whatever. Um, and normally, we would give each other the heads up when something like that happens. Like, send send me a text. Like, let me know to keep myself busy or keep myself out of the house. I could have easily recorded the podcast here. But since I've been doing it at home again after my mic took a shit, um, you know, I, I just thought it was no big deal. I came home, and he's cleaning everything excessively. And I'm like, what what's going on? He's like, hey, just so you know, so-and-so is uh, coming over. And we're probably going to watch a movie and we're going to hang out. And I'm like, I was supposed to do my podcast here. Like, I, I do it in the living room or I can do it in my room. But I, as you can tell, I project and I talk really loud. And I think that would disturb any type of date they had going on, whether they're watching a movie peacefully or they're, you know, rolling around in the sheets in, next door, you know. So I was like, screw it. I'll do it tomorrow after the show and I will in, include all the little fun fun clips that I that I find in regards to today's in regards to today's episode. So, with that being said, the Super Bowl was this weekend or last weekend I should say. Um last Sunday and I had my own little episode on Super Bowl Sunday just because I had to have my car towed and I again I told this on the Alan Cox show but I'll I'll re, I'll retell the story I was over a friend's house she has a long driveway ditch on both sides I backed my car into the ditch had to have a tow truck come get me out this was all on Super Bowl Sunday so I didn't really get a chance to to watch the whole thing I got home and watched the halftime show um, on YouTube after it was uploaded. You know, people are real fast with that stuff nowadays, and it's freaky. But I didn't miss the halftime show. I watched it on YouTube, so I didn't watch it live. And I enjoyed it. I did like it. You know me. I love a spectacle. And the only reason why I would even tolerate watching something as ridiculous as a football game is if they have a halftime act. And it's usually an act that I would like and I listen to on a regular basis anyways. So this particular time they wanted to, you know, they usually try to do a theme every year. You know, last year they had <clears throat> J-Lo. Wait, was that last year or was that 2019? Gosh, I don't even remember. Sorry, last year, 2021 was the weekend. And then before that, it was, you know, J-Lo and Shakira. Um and J-Lo and Shakira were in Miami because they wanted to do, you know, like they wanted it to be like a Latin theme. They want to incorporate that community's culture into the football game and the halftime show. So this time it was in L.A. and they had, you know, all the West Coast people, Death Row Records, Snoop Dogg, 
um, Dr. Dre. Um, they had Eminem there. They had 50 Cent there. Kendrick Lamar, Mary J. Like anybody you could possibly want in regards to hip hop and R&B, they were in this halftime show. And it was a very entertaining show. Um, yeah, it, it, w- it was really great. Uh, everyone, you know, Jay-Z, hats off to you because I know he's loving his new role as ex- executive director of the NFL halftime, whatever he does. Rock Nation is the shit. So we know, we know that he's partly running the world with some very powerful people. You know, he's in the Illuminati. So he put together this group to do the halftime show and my only problem with it, and you know I'm going to be critical of it because I uh, I enjoy these shows. This is why I even like give my attention to it. I don't like when it's a big group of people because they don't do enough hits. They don't do enough songs together. Um, yes, they're all hip-hop, and I would have loved to see them do a little more. I, I love hip-hop. I love R&B. I love all the artists that are there. Each one of them could have done a halftime show on their own. And they were doing, you know, one song each. Like Eminem came out. I knew he was going to come out with Lose Yourself. Like, of course, that is the white boy anthem. Any white boy who says they love Eminem, it's almost like when you say you love Nirvana, um, they, they say, oh, teen spirit. Like, all right, all right. So it's same thing with Lose Yourself. If you love Eminem, Lose Yourself is a song that comes to mind. Um, and, and I just wish they would have done a little more. I wish I wanted more from the sets. Now, the set itself was badass. I mean, Dr. Dre reportedly spent $7 million of his own money into the setup for this halftime show. And that should just go to, goes to show you he didn't pay for the entire halftime show. He paid some of it, and some of it was $7 million, which is, for Dr. Dre, you know, walking around money. But that that just goes to show you how expensive these shows are to put together. Each one had their own little pod and a, and a little house that people were just sitting in and chilling. And, and 50 Cent want to hang from the ceiling like a bat. All right? Um, I, loved, I loved the pyro. I loved the dancers. It seemed a little unwarranted. They have all those cars there posted up next to next to the little houses, and they ain't even using. They didn't even use them. At least the Spice Girls at the Olympics like drove around the stadium and like did some choreography with it. You guys didn't even do that. They were just sitting there. They were just for show. Um, yeah, I just wanted. I just wanted a little more. The dancers there were dancing, and they were all off beat. Like, they, they had, like, hood boys. I mean, they had Snoop Dogg doing the Crip Walk. But they had these hood boys, like, in there throwing up their arms. Like, I can do that. That's not choreography. That's not choreography. I'm sorry. Stick to the music. If it's hip-hop, you know, maybe let's hear some gunshots. I know it's a stadium full of thousands of people. But that's what we would expect from a hip-hop show. That's why we listen. It happened to Justin Bieber's show. People were shooting up outside that. No halftime show. So, I don't know. I was just, I expected more. I love all those artists so much. I wanted more. Is that fair to say? Is that okay to say? So, I thought I would just do an entire episode, not just on that halftime show, because, again, 
there was nothing wrong with it. It was great. Um, but you can always strive for better. I'll say that. You can always do better. And that's what I want. I want I want to do better. I want I want them to do better. I want Pyro, I want Bixes dancing on beat. Um Yeah. So I thought it would be fun to rank my favorite halftime shows. I'm not going to do all of them because there's been a lot since, what, 1960? I, I had it pulled up here on my computer. I had it pulled up here on my computer, um, like the very first halftime shows. And they go all the way back to like the 19, 1960s. 1960 was the first one. 1967. 1967. And it was at the Los Angeles Coliseum. And they, they just used to do marching bands up until like the 1990s, I believe. Like they, they had people perform, but it wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, this is your moment. This is the pinnacle of your career. You're never going to be more famous than that. It, media didn't really work like that back then. Um, so it wasn't really until like, what? We had... We had like Walt Disney sponsoring all of these. Um, Michael Jackson kicked it off. And then after that, it just kind of like boomed. Uh, so we had like the Gloria Estefan one. And then Michael Jackson was after her in 1993. And then after that, forget about it. Diana Ross. You had some ZZ Top. Boys to Men. Queen Latifah. Like, can you believe all these people were like in a halftime show together? Gloria Estefan, Stevie Wonder, Tony Braxton was in a halftime show, Christina Aguilera, Enrique, Enrique Iglesias, Phil Collins. That was Disney-themed, of course. Um, amazing. It's just, I, I, I love that. I think it's a great part, and they know exactly what they're doing because they draw people in like me who wouldn't normally watch the, the Super Bowl. So I'm going to give you my top five and tell you why they're my top five. So that, that's what this episode is going to be about. So for starters, this, this performer or performers are not on my list. <laughs> but I just like, I like bringing it up because I just, oh man, it, it's, the Super Bowl is the biggest platform you probably could get as an artist. And when people flop it's doubly embarrassing and not that not that the black eyed peas are not good artists they're they're a good group they have some very catchy songs um i have blasted them myself many times they they have just a cool vibe um i can chill out to and relax but i don't know if they're a black eye i don't know if they're a halftime performer I don't know if the Black Eyed Peas are halftime performers. Clearly, they must be because they did perform there, but it just was not well. And Fergie, I love you, but darling, these vocals, these vocals will haunt you forever, and I'm not going to let people forget it. <laughs> Play those vocals. My darling Fergie. My darling Fergie. Now you know better. You know better. Oh, I love that clip. 
I love it. And there is so much more, but I'm not even going to play it because I don't want to get in trouble with the copyright strike and all that BS. So I just love playing that clip. <laughs> now, I know what you're thinking. You're so critical, Pound Cake. You're so rude, Pound Cake. You couldn't do that, Pound Cake. I know I couldn't do that. That's why I'm not doing that. I'm not performing at the halftime show. They are. Fergie is performing at the halftime show. And she came out with that, Fire Play! Just like she butchered the national anthem. Oh, honey. So it's safe to say Black Eyed Peas uh, was not on my top five Super Bowl halftime show ranking. I'm going to start from <clears throat> lowest to highest. But still, top five is top five. There, there have been, they've been going on since, the, you know, the late 70s. So, uh, you know, this, this is a big deal. Um, number five, the wonderful, I don't even know what other word to describe her, the goddess that she is, Lady Gaga, as Alan likes to call her. She is my number five. Her halftime show gave me everything that I possibly needed in a halftime show. She had pyro. She had choreography. She had great vocals. She had great costumes. The music selection was great. Gaga came with it. That's how you do a halftime show. And the bitch did it on her own. No, she did it on her own merit. She stood on her own two feet. Well, kind of. She was, like, elevated above the crowd. Um, none could compare. She didn't bring out anybody. She didn't even bring out a feature. Not one song. She sang, she sang you know, all her songs beautifully. On her own songs, her own merit, her own talent. And that's what I loved. And she did it for the gays. She gave the gays everything they wanted. She delivered. She's a sport. I remember that. I remember I was like Slady Gaga. I was walking around my house and, you know, my homophobic side of the family was just like, stop saying that. Oh, my gosh. It's fucking Lady Gaga. Who cares? Bitch, I care. You play, you play your little fucking sports ball. That's what you do. Play your sports ball. Watch your sports ball. You know, root for guys that make w way more money than you could ever make in your lifetime. And you're really mad and upset when they lose a game. Me, I win no matter what because Lady Gaga is playing the Super Bowl. And I got my life. I got my life during that performance. And she did a fantastic job. None can compare. I called her wonderful, lovely. I don't know what other adjectives I can give her. I, she leaves me speechless because not many people could do that. Not many people could do that. And it goes to show you, because even Katy Perry, I loved her halftime show. She, it, her and Lady Gaga were fighting for number five because, and this is like my greatest, my top five of all time. Um, they were fighting for number five, and I really had to think about it. And I'm like, who could stand on their own two feet performance-wise? And that had to be Lady Gaga. Uh, Katy Perry brought out... Uh, she brought out Missy Elliott, which I love. No disrespect to Missy Elliott, but still, she, she, Katy Perry's not Missy Elliott. She brought out uh, Lenny Kravitz, which I love also. You know, he can have his own halftime show, far as I'm concerned. Um, but Katy Perry could not stand on her own two feet. I know it's like, I know it's good to give um, the audience something that they're not going to expect. Um, it, it's fun, I'll admit. But as far as holding a show on your own, keeping attention, you know, playing the songs that everyone loves, I got to give it to Lady Gaga. I got to give it to Gaga. Got to give it to Gaga. She she hung from the top of the stadium, came down 
hung by strings and then performed her songs and then detached and then came into Born This Way and did Poker Face and Just Dance. Her song speaks for themselves. I'm not going to keep going over this with you, all right? It's Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga's in the top five Super Bowl halftime shows of all time. I don't care what you think. This is the pound take, not your take, okay? All right, I shall continue. <clears throat> Number four. Y'all not going to like this, but I don't care. Madonna. Madonna gave a really great show. And this was after the Black Eyed Peas, the year after the Black Eyed Peas performed. Wait a minute, was it? I think it was. Mm, yeah, it was. Let me make sure. Hold on. Of course it was. Of course it was. I'm always right. When it comes to halftime show knowledge, of course it was after Black Eyed Peas. Because I remember Nicki Minaj came out. It was like a big deal. Nicki Minaj, you know, she had, hadn't even been in the game for 10 years yet. And she was already performing at the halftime with Madonna. She brought out Nicki Minaj. She brought out MIA, which she is essentially obscure to people other than her airplane song. But she did a good job. She flipped the bird. So, of course controversy there oh fcc regulations you know she flipped the bird well at least it's not a nipple okay um yeah madonna everyone thought it was such a illuminati performance but think about the they had to allow madonna to perform at the super bowl at some point or another because madonna is a staple in pop culture she is what lady gaga sculpted herself after she you know she had influences on britney spears um some of the biggest artists today would not exist if it was for madonna a lot of the artists especially white pop artists operate in madonna madonna's shadow so she's only getting older she had to get a halftime show in and she really did deliver she played all her favorite hits and i'm not even a huge madonna fan i like the hung up song I think she had a she had a song with Justin Timberlake called Four Minutes, which I loved. Um other than that, I could really kinda take her or leave her. She I was not a huge Madonna fan, but I was a fan at how she delivered her halftime show and she really entertained me. She really gave me what, you know, I, I could see myself going to a Madonna concert, going to a Madonna concert after watching her halftime show. And I think that's what any artist could possibly want. Um and by the time they do the halftime show, they're not looking to gain fans. They have already made their money. It is essentially it, it, you you have uh, uh, accumulated so much airtime over the years that people like seeing you and you draw in attention wherever you go. And so you get them to pay attention long enough to sell them things. And Madonna knows how to do that. She knows how to manipulate the media. She knows how to get attention. She knows how to make people love her because she's Madonna. So whether you like her music or not, um, you could be a fan at what that woman has accomplished. And I am. She's a great dancer. She was dancing around there in heels. Um, fashionably, I might add. She brought out CeeLo Green as well, who, who sang uh, Like a Prayer, which was beautiful. And her exit was spectacular. Spectacular. Madonna's a beast. All right? Madonna's a beast. Um, and then so I feel like my top five are really female heavy. And I don't know why that is. I feel like females bring it more. Um, I don't know if it's like I, I don't know if it's because I like 
female music better. Uh, but with like, I have two men and three women. And we already talked about Lady Gaga and Madonna. Um, and then my number three, Beyonce. And it's not just because she's Beyonce. It's not because of clout or because her name or I'm a groupie or blah, blah, blah. She again, these are people who can stand on their own two feet as far as songs. She brought out Destiny's Child as a favor. Okay. She didn't need to bring out Destiny's Child. If we did if she didn't, we would be like, oh, like, you know, she she wants to deliver more of her music. She felt loyal to her girls and she wanted to bring out her girl group and how she started. You notice, because <laughs> if she really wanted to get busy, if she really wanted to show her loyalty and and if, if it wasn't just a favor, if she was on good terms with the rest of the girls, she could have brought out all of Destiny's Child, the three other members that no one talks about or seen. <laughs> like, you know, no one has seen those women in how long? What, 20 years? How long has the the old Destiny's Child, when it was four members, they had the two girls in the beginning, uh, Latoya and Latavia, they got five. Um, and then before there was Michelle... Um, there was another woman who was just in one video and it was the, what was it? Was that the Bills, Bills, Bills? I don't think you do, so you and me are through. I don't remember which one it was. Oh, no, it was Say My Name. Sorry. Nope, it was Say My Name. It was a Say My Name video because I remember it had all the colors and it was a very futuristic looking video. It had a preset and one girl was in it for one video and then she was gone <laughs> and you never saw her again she was in the group for like two months and that's all she got so yeah that didn't work out and yeah so it was just Beyonce Kelly and Michelle and that was your group and they came on stage with her did a couple songs with her and then they went into single ladies but Beyonce had the whole this was before formation mind you so they she came out with the whole pyro, uh, and her face was in like what looked like lava, which was amazing. They had her raised up on a platform, and then it had the silhouette of her body in flames. Like, come on. She's giving me what I need. She is. I'm sorry. She's not overrated. Now, does she get, you know, does she get flack? Of course. Uh, of course she's going to she's gonna say, people are going to say she's overrated, but what? do you what what do you mean by overrated is she i don't i don't think she's overrated i think she may be overexposed but she lives up to the hype <laughs> come on like there i don't think she's overrated because she can really sing like that she can really dance like that she can put together a show and she can uh sustain her stardom so no that's not overrated that's overexposed those are two different things Overexposed would mean, you know, they put her face on everything just, just you know, for someone to buy something or, you know, they, they you know, throw a Beyonce concert for a Hillary Clinton campaign because they know the black people are going to show up for Beyonce and Jay-Z. That's how they use you and they manipulate you. That's that's what they use you for. Um, so is she overexposed? Absolutely. But definitely not overrated. And I really loved her halftime show. I really did. I really enjoyed her halftime show. So she is my number three. She's up there with the greats because she deserved it. Um, now we're going to get into number two. 
and people really <laughs> gonna be pissed. The the higher up I go, the more flack I'm gonna get, and I know I'm gonna get these tweets. But I don't care. This is my opinion. Michael Jackson, he is number two. Uh, number two, he is number two because I honestly think it was just about the timing of it all. You know, Michael Jackson, he was before his time on a lot of things, but he knew how to put on a show, and he knew how he knew what the people wanted. He knew the hits to play. He knew we wanted choreography. He knew we wanted pyro. Um, he knows how to get the crowd excited. Um, but just the technology that was there at the time, looking back on it now, it, it looks kind of corny. It doesn't necessarily hold up. But the performance was great. It's nothing against his performance. The songs were great. I love, you know, the music. And I love the dancing. But the childlike images, and I want to be careful how I say that because you, if you haven't seen it, then you don't know what I'm talking about. But do yourself a favor. I can't play you the whole video. Um, and I can't, and it's a visual, so it's not necessarily an audio thing. The audio thing won't do much. Um, but go to YouTube and type in the Michael Jackson halftime show, and you will see what I'm talking about as far as like the visuals. Like he had the entire crowd participate in the halftime show, which is great. Crowd participation is great, but he had the entire crowd hold up like these little you, these pieces of like little posters and all together they created an image and the image was like these little stick figure children, which are really it's really kind of creepy now now that I think about it, but it's it, it, it doesn't necessarily hold up. It looks kind of corny. Um, it, it, they're not really great pictures they're not they're not they don't really have the graphics that you're looking for like it's they look like someone drew these by hand like a little kid drew them and it doesn't really hold up he had like these two other like I don't even know what you would call them like fake Michael Jackson's uh, Michael Jackson impersonators appear on the Jumbotrons before he made his grand entrance. So they were like, oh, look, Michael Jackson on the Jumbotron. And look, he just, you know, disappeared into the floor. And then you look over another Jumbotron and there's another Michael Jackson and he's doing like the hee hee and grabbing his crotch and spinning. And then he disappears into the floor. And then like in the middle where the Super Bowl actually took place or the halftime show actually took place, Michael Jackson appears with a puff of smoke. And a, and a bunch of pyro. Uh, so he knows how to make an entrance. And the dude literally stands there. This is how iconic Michael Jackson was. He didn't even care about the airtime. He stood there for two minutes. Two minutes. Other artists could sing an entire you know song by that time. That, that's valuable time that he could have used to you know sing, sing one of his hits. No. He stood there. He stood there until the bitch with the guitar got her cue and then played that damn guitar, <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, she had the crazy hair and smoke was going and the wind was blowing. Two minutes he stood there with his glasses on, didn't move a muscle, just stood there. He's called he calls it sizzling. He just let it sizzle for two minutes and then he took his glasses off and the bitch was like. And then, you know, he goes into jam. And it was lit. It was once the music started going, it was lit. But bitches are freaking out for him just standing there. So just just because it's Michael Jackson and it's iconic as it is, I have to put it up in the top two. 
I was going to give it number one, but I'm going to tell you who my number one is and why they're my number one. But just for the sheer fact that he knows, like, how to get attention. <laughs> Other people were like, why would you waste two minutes standing there? And Michael Jackson's like, why would I not waste two minutes standing there? <laughs> like, come on. Come on. It's great TV. It's great TV. And that's why he's in my top five, and that's why he's my number two. Um, and I know Michael Jackson normally doesn't come number two to a lot of people. But the next person I'm going to say, uh, I think he deserves number number one. Uh, but, yeah, Michael Jackson. And, again, I, I don't know what it would have been like had he, I mean, before the allegations. This is before any of the allegations came out or anything like that. So th this is before all that stuff. Uh, take that out of it as hard as it may be. I want to know what it would be like with today's technology, what type of show Michael Jackson would give. Would it still hold up today? Would Michael Jackson's music still hold up today? Would it be would he be as big of a deal as as he, you know, was back then today? I'm I really want to know that. Was Michael Jackson just ahead of his time or was he right on time? Something to think about. Um so here's my number 1. My number 1 Super Bowl halftime show would have to be That is such a horrible drum roll. I can't even drum roll. Prince. <laughs> it's Prince. Prince is my number one Super Bowl halftime show. Only on account of he, like Michael Jackson, was Prince the entire time. You booked Prince for the halftime show, you are going to get Prince in his full form. He's not going to dress up for you. He's not looking to impress you. You are having a football game at my concert. And that's what, that was Prince's attitude that entire halftime show, and I lived for it. And I don't remember it being on TV. I don't remember watching it on TV. And for the longest time, I couldn't even find it on YouTube because he, he is really, um, he's a, catalog snob like he does not want his music on any type of streaming streaming platform whatsoever not even youtube not even a halftime show like not even the nfl like the nfl you know they work with him they are a very powerful organization now when it came to prince he's you know you put my music up there i'm going to sue you and i could not get it for the longest time um up until he died like just a couple you know back in i think what it was 2016 when he died 2017 Regardless, um, they had to like talk over his music so they could actually put something up there as far as his halftime show. But he just it's raining. He had his music symbol out there as the stage, which was his name at the time. The artist formerly known as Prince. He he's just in this purple suit and he got his hair wrapped and he could give a damn just the amount of swagger. Just the amount of swag you had to have to do a show like that. And it worked. It was not forced. Um, and he gave the people exactly what they wanted. And they were thoroughly entertained. They, they had, he had the pretty girls dancing on him. The choreography was on point. In the rain, mind you. And a very slick stage if you go back and look at the footage. Um, and he does Purple Rain. And then the, the uh, pyro goes up. And it's purple. Like, come on. It's Prince. It's Prince. Like, so I couldn't even I couldn't even fathom putting anybody else as number one. Not even Michael Jackson, just because Michael Jackson ain't got that type of swagger. Michael Jackson knows how to get attention. Okay? He knows how to get it. He has to get it from you, but he can get attention. Prince, 
he just attracts attention. He don't try and get it. He just is. That's just how he is. And you, he is Prince and he don't give a damn. And I loved it. I loved it. Um, and that's why he is my number one. There were several other halftime shows I had to go through to come to this conclusion, but uh, none of them even even compared to hell my lady gaga like weren't even close to the top five i said the only one that really got a uh got you know a, a mention was Katy perry <laughs> that's, that's the only one i feel free honorable mention was Katy perry but i i could take take it or leave it bruno mars you know he is a great performer it just didn't scratch me where i where i itch because his music is is more like um I don't know. It feels like bar music, or it's very, it's very commercial, very cookie cutter. So I could take it or leave it as far as the music goes. And I want a guy that's a lot hotter to perform to me. And then they bring out just, you know, not not a uh, Bruno Mars, but you know, the NFL books Justin Timberlake. Well, Justin Timberlake, yes, he's hot, and yes, he can sing, he can dance, um, but his music is eh. I don't know if it's Super Bowl worthy. And I still have a bad taste in my mouth in regards to Janet Jackson. And people were asking, why isn't Janet Jackson on the list? Well, Janet Jackson didn't have her own show. She performed at the Super Bowl, but it was not her halftime show. So two songs is not enough for me to put you into my top five. I'm sorry. It's not. Janet Jackson could have had her entire halftime show she could have had the entire 12 to however long 12 to 15 minutes and I would have been entertained she probably would have made an iconic performance but no she went on and it's not her fault she had a bunch of people with her so she performed with who not the who but with who she performed with Jessica Simpson P Diddy Nelly Kid Rock and Justin Timberlake I don't need all that I don't need all that. When's the last Jessica Simpson? Like, when have you ever been to a Jessica Simpson concert? Not ever. No one goes to a Jessica Simpson concert, and no one wants to see her at the Super Bowl. She's hot. They could have had her sing the national anthem and have that be it. No. Um, Diddy, he can't sing. He can't dance. When's the last time you've been to a Diddy concert? Not ever. He's a novelty act. Nelly, okay, I like Nelly. Um, still, I don't think he's a fit for the halftime show, but, you know, he gets attention. And then Kid Rock, he's a cornball. He he needs to be at a football game. He needs to do a halftime show, just not the Super Bowl halftime show. There's too many people watching. And he had the one cowboy song, and then that's all. Like he does uh, Put in Bay or Bash at the Bay almost every year, and that is his crowd. So, yeah, the crowd loved him, but the people at home were just like, ugh, Kid Rock. Janet Jackson could have stood on her own two feet. And the whole fiasco with the nipple, so what? It's just a distraction. Like, it's just to take away from her legacy. And I don't buy that shit. Like, people were really outraged over a nipple. Like, come on. But whatever. Um, So that is my take on all of it. I, you know, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to do an entire hour on the other ones that didn't make the cut because... Some of them don't even deserve it. Maroon 5, blah, blah. Like, I, I almost forgot that Maroon 5 did the halftime show. And I was like, oh, yeah, 
no, <laughs> no. And Coldplay was so bad that they even, they knew they were going to be bad. So they brought out Bruno Mars and Beyonce again. Like, why didn't you just have Beyonce and Bruno Mars do a halftime show by themselves? Why do you need Coldplay? I don't want to play back. Like, I don't want to call back, you know? I don't want to call back to previous halftime shows. This is your halftime show. You do it. If we didn't think you could hold, you know, the attention, we wouldn't have booked you. So why are they getting these people that don't that don't deserve it and and people don't want to see? You know, Rihanna said no. I would have loved to have a Rihanna halftime show, um, but Rihanna didn't want to do it for her own reasons, and I and I respect that. But God, uh, uh, a Rihanna halftime show. I'm sure you know Taylor Swift will be doing a halftime show. If not, if she if it's not in the works already, it's probably coming soon because I can't think of a bigger star that has you know more draw. For white America than Taylor Swift. Um, Ariana Grande is another one. She could do one. Justin Bieber could do one. There are huge stars that would really knock out a halftime show. But I feel like it's really political. And I feel like that's why stars take a stand and not do it. Because they know no matter what. Whether they really want to do it. Whether they will, they will do the job right. Or you know they would do a great job. There's a percentage of people that are going to hate them, and they need to decide whether they're de- they need to decide whether they want to take that hit or not. And most stars are like, "I don't need the hassle. I've already made my money. You know, my concerts are sold out. I don't need half the country hating me because I didn't take a knee. You know, at my halftime show, I didn't make a statement at my halftime show. So I think that's what it is. But a Justin Bieber halftime show that would be pretty great. Um. But yeah, so that is my take on it all. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. And again, sorry for the wait. Uh, But that is my pound take.